Hello, beautiful people. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to your Spiritual Guru podcast. I'm your host and spiritual guru, Erin. I've been on my own spiritual journey for the past two years, and it's an honor to walk beside you as you navigate through your own. This podcast is for anyone who is wanting to do inner work, get more in tune with themselves, heal past traumas, and find their inner power. If that's you, then sit tight because this is going to get deep. You ready? Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you are listening to this when the episode comes out, it is Friday. I am recording this on Tuesday, January 31st. And by the time you hear from me next week, a birthday will have passed for me. I am going to be turning 30 on Sunday, February 5th, and I'm so excited. And that's kind of the theme or I guess the topic of conversation that we're going to be talking about today because turning 30 really makes me think about my 20s and just the journey and I feel like a lot of people have this misconception that like, oh, your life ends when you turn 30 and it's it's a downhill from there and, you know, all of this negative, you know, things around the age 30 and 30s. And I have a different take on it because for me, my 20s, I feel like is what led me is what it was the lead up to my thirties for my thirties to be just extraordinary. Right. Because I, there was a lot of fucking up and learning and experiencing in my twenties. And all of those experiences are going to help me in my thirties and beyond. And so I got the idea to, you know, make this episode and talk about this topic because I think a lot of people, don't give themselves enough credit or they are harder on themselves because they feel like they they should be farther along than they are in their 20s and I'm like now that I'm coming out of my 20s I'm like that's complete bullshit like your 20s are when you're supposed to be making mistakes learning figuring out who you are having all of these experiences and everything like I don't I don't understand where we came up with the concept of like, you're supposed to have your entire life figured out in your twenties because like I said, it's complete bullshit. So I was thinking, right? So I was going back, you know, to, to 20 from 20 to 29. And I feel like there's a distinct like line drawn in the middle of like the, the type of era I was in on both sides. Like, from 20 to 24 to 25 to 29, like it's a completely different feel. And I broke it up into two eras. So my age 20 to 24 was my toxic era. And then 25 to 29 was my growth era. And like, I've, I've broken it down for like each year was a specific year for me. And so that's what I'm going to share with y'all today, just to kind of I don't know. I feel like somebody out there needs to hear that like you're not alone or you're not doing anything wrong or 
you're not supposed to be anything or anywhere just yet. And it's okay if you're not, right? So, again, I don't know how long this episode is going to be. I'm going to try to drag it out. But if it's, if it's not the usual, like, 20-ish minutes, I'm sorry, we'll pick back up uh, next week after my birthday. Um, but yeah, so, man, at 20 years old, I, like I said in previous podcast episodes, I was, I was in college, so I had left my hometown to go to college in a different city. So I left my hometown at 18. So in 20, at age 20, I was still in college. This was like my figuring it out era. Like, I feel like at that point in my life, I was, I felt like I kind of had my shit together, but it was like a baby version. Like, it was like, almost like putting on a facade like I'm I'm what what do they call it uh fake it till you make it that's kind of the vibe that it was so like I was I was in college um actually I, I think at at my 20s I had taken a step back from college I think I was taking a break because I wanted to work more right so oh that's right I remember so I my first job out you know in the new city was Victoria's Secret. That's where I started my career with Victoria's Secret. But I had taken a break from Victoria's Secret and I had gone uh, to K Jewelers and they had moved me to their sister store, Marks and Morgans. I remember like it was a shit. Okay. So this was like my, oh, I have a big girl job. Like I'm working in a fancy jewelry store. Like, you know, I was going to work dressed up every day and like have on heels and like all the, you know. So I felt like I had my shit together, but like, I really didn't have my shit together that bad. Um, you know, I, I was in my own apartment and you know, all of that. So I, I mean, I wasn't doing bad, but it's like, I don't really feel, I say it's a baby stage because I don't really feel like I had a lot of experience at that point. And so that brings me into, uh, 21, which is my, which was my curious year. So I'm, I'm meeting new people. Um, I'm going out more, of course, 21, um, like I said, making new friends, just having all of these experiences. And like, that was also a really toxic year for me because I was going out a lot and I was just, I don't know. I think I, I think it was the buildup, like the rebellious stage in me kind of just to be able to go out and not have anybody say hey you can't do that you know what I mean and then 22 was my insecure year that is the year that I met my child's father who um I was in a toxic relationship with for five years. So that's when I met him. And I think that because I was so insecure, that is what attracted him to me because I was easily manipulated. 
right? Because I didn't feel like I deserved nice things. I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel, you know, confident or anything like that. And so I think he felt that and almost really preyed on it. And I don't know, it was just in that, in that time of my life, I think I knew what I wanted to be and how I wanted to feel. And I was still in the fig it till you make it mode. Like I was putting on, like I was confident, but I really, really wasn't. And so that allowed me to, excuse me, to attract someone like him into my life. And then the next year, 23, that was, that was rock bottom for me. Um, we were kind of in a relationship, but not really. And there was just a lot of things that I was doing that I told myself, like, I would never do again. Like, you know, stalking someone's social media to see if they are like, lying to me or hiding something and like it my insecurities were just coming out in the worst ways possible and it was it was rock bottom for me and I I can literally remember just days where I will be so fixated on what this other person is doing and you know if they're telling me the truth or not and just all of these things that it's like, I look back at it now and I'm just like, who the fuck cares? Like, why did you even, you know, hindsight looking back, you know, it's like, how did you even allow yourself to go through that? Right. But I try not to beat myself up about it too bad because like I said, this is all a learning period, right? You're supposed to fuck up. You're supposed to make mistakes. So 24, was the climb year. Like I'm trying to pull myself back out of that hole. I'm trying to go back out again, meet new people. And it just feels like empty attempts. And like, I'm, I'm just going through the motions really. And so that was one of the periods where me and him were kind of broken up but he was still staying at my house I know is not a good not a good thing and so yeah that was 24 and in that year I feel like I developed a lot of trauma responses and a lot of trauma bonds because I was just so depleted and so deprived for, for such a long time. And so that's what brings me into 25, like something to prove. So I'm trying to like, you know, come back with a vengeance, you know, I'm, I'm modeling more, I'm, you know, doing more, like trying to do more things for me and all of that. And that one was, a better year for me, I think. And somewhere along those lines, 
we had gotten back together. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly how it happened, but we had gotten back together. But I felt like I was a different person, you know, because I had done all of this growth and all of, you know, I, I put that in quotation marks because I really hadn't done the growth. Like I, I, at that point in my life, I didn't even know what growth looked like or how to even achieve it or how to start. I think I was just, like I said, going through the motions and trying to make myself believe that I was further along than I actually was. Well, at 26, I got pregnant. So that was my pregnancy year. And I had, and I know a lot of people can't relate to this because, you know, you're either a male or you you don't have kids. But this is my timeline for, for those of you who are listening. So 26, I was pregnant. And I had the best slash worst pregnancy I think like I could have imagined having because while outside of the home, like when I would go to work, I would be so, so happy. I would love being pregnant and, you know, I, I just loved going to work and like, you know, dressing up. At that point, I was back at Victoria's Secret. Forgot to, to put that in there. But I would go to work and I would dress up and my little baby, you know, bump was showing. And like, I just, I loved that feeling. But then when I would get back home, it was like a war zone. Like I, I cried more during my pregnancy than I feel like I should have. I feel like when you're pregnant, that should be the happiest time of your life. Aside from like morning sickness and just overall tiredness and just get out of my body already feeling like other than that, it should be the happiest time of your life. Right. But for me, it wasn't. Um, it was just not a healthy situation at home and a lot of things contributed to that. And I'm not going to get into that because it's, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not ready to share that just yet. Um, it's, it's really, really personal, but a lot of things contributed to just it being a bad pregnancy emotionally, physically, I had an amazing pregnancy, like pregnancy delivery. I was blessed. Like I, I cannot complain whatsoever, but like emotionally and mentally it was horrible. So then 27, I'm a new mom. And then a few months later, boom, COVID like, <laughs> so that was the new mom slash COVID year. So I'm like trying to juggle being a new mom um, oh, by the way, getting kicked out of my apartment because his dogs, uh, destroyed the apartment and he was caught outside with them and one of the neighbors ratted on us. So we got evicted. So we had to move in with his mom and it was just, oh my God, like that. I, oh Jesus, that was a bad year for me. Like it was, it was bad. I'm grateful that we had a place to stay, but like, I felt like I was walking on eggshells at that house and it didn't make matters any better with the fact that he would be 
yelling at me and getting in my face and, you know, doing all of, all of this toxic behavior with his mom right down the hall. And it was like, she just acted like it wasn't happening. And I understand like, it's, it's none of her business, but at the same time, like this is happening under your house and this is your son. And most of it would happen in front of our daughter. It's just, it, I, I had, I had, had to get out of that house. And so I did. So 28, I think I actually got my own apartment when I was still 20, 27. And so then 28, that was my, that was my self-discovery year. That was, man, that was honestly one of the best years of my life. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh my God. So I got in my own apartment. This was still during, you know, COVID, uh, popping off. So <laughs> popping off. Um, so something had happened. Oh yeah. So I, I had gotten, uh, basically furloughed from Victoria's Secret when, when COVID happened. And then I think I elected to not go back, um, when they reopened the stores because I, I had a, another job and then I ended up getting fired from that job. Mind you, I had just gotten this apartment, right? And so I was like, fuck, how the fuck am I going to pay the rent? Right? Well, unbeknownst to me, like y'all, and th this is what I'm telling you with like alignment and like if you're doing the work and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, like the universe is going to have your back. Like everything is conspiring for you. So literally a week before I would have had to like get out of the, the house that I had just moved into, one of my neighbors across the street gave me this flyer giving information about the uh, CDC order that says that while we're in this pandemic, you can't be evicted. Like you, you can't evict somebody for lack of payment because everybody was losing their job. Everybody was struggling. Like it was a financial like crisis during that time. And so I was just like, bro, like look at the fucking universe, look at God, you know? And that was just, that's how I knew like I was on the right path. I'm protected. Like this is good. And so 28, I just made the decision that I was going to stop waiting to be happy. I was going to stop waiting for other people to do things for me. I was going to stop waiting for this like fairy tale to happen with another person in my life. And I was going to give myself my own damn fairy tale. You know what I'm saying? Like I was done waiting for someone else to fill in the, the spaces. Like I was going to do what was going to make me happy. I was traveling. I was going places by myself. I was going to concerts when those opened back up. Like I was having the time of my life. And that's also where I was single for like the whole year, a little bit uh, more than that as well. And so I really, that's when I really started to do that inner work, do that healing and focus on my growth as an individual, because I knew I was like, look, I'm, 
I'm, I'm tired of this shit. Right. <laughs> like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of getting these relationships and like, you know, allowing this stuff to happen to me. I need to get myself right for two reasons so that I can attract the person that I want in my life, the type of person I want a relationship with. I need to elevate myself so that we are a vibrational match. Remember? So you have to be a vibrational match for what you want. So I need to get myself right, but also I want to be a better person in general. Like I just want to be healed so that when that does happen, I'm not bringing all of this extra baggage and like all of this trauma into this new reality, right? So y'all, that was one of like, that was the best year of my life. Honestly, I had so much fun. And I was comfortable going places by myself and experiencing things by myself. And like, honestly, it was more fun, I feel like, than if I would have gone with somebody else. Because it's like, I was able to do what I wanted to do. I was able to take my time doing things. I was able to just have the experience that I wanted to have without fear of like judgment, without fear of like, oh, you know, I really don't want to do that. Let's do this instead. Like, no, I was doing it by myself. And I was loving it, right? And so 29, which is the year that's ending for me now, that was my boss up year. That was where I decided to leave the toxic work environment that I was in with my first EMS job and go to a company that I felt like was more aligned with my personal values, more aligned with, you know, work-life balance and just... I felt like there was better opportunities there and it's been up ever since. Like, and that, that was also the year that like, you know, my, my business started thriving, even though I've kind of taken a step back from that for personal reasons and just for the growth of my, um, my current career with EMS. But this year has been good too. It's been good too. And I feel like this year I've really come into my own and like put my foot down as like, this is what I will and will not accept kind of thing. Like I'm not accepting anything less and it's easier for me to make those hard decisions now because I am so confident in what it is that I want and don't want and how I want to be treated and not treated. Right. So this is the message that I'm sending to, you know, everyone who might be in their twenties, you're, you're going to have ups and downs it's going to be a whirlwind. It, it's going to be a roller coaster and you're not going to have everything figured out in your twenties. You're not, unless you were just way ahead of the game, which I was not. <laughs> um, there were a lot of learning curves. There were a lot of mistakes. There were a lot of things that I, I, you know, I would have done differently, but I'm honestly glad that I didn't because I, I think I needed those lessons I needed everything to happen exactly the way that it happened so that my 30s and just my life in general would be better because I'm taking all of those lessons and I'm bringing them with me into my 30s and beyond. And y'all, I could not be more excited for my 30s. I'm so excited to turn 30. It's This is probably the, the birthday that I'm most excited about, like, I don't even think I was this excited for my 21st birthday. Like this is, this is a big deal for me. And I'm just, 
speaking for myself, I'm so incredibly proud of myself and how far I've come and the growth, you know, people that know me well and that were close to me, they, they've seen, they've seen my rock bottom and they've seen the growth and like, it's, it's palpable. Like it's, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited for, for what's to come. And I feel like my thirties are going to be the best yet. So if you want, you can slide in my DMs. Let actually, yeah, do that. I want to know like what age you're at. I want to know if this podcast episode helped you any of you, if there were some things in there that you needed to hear, if you can relate to anything, if you're older than, than twenties or thirties, or, you know, let me know like what, what was your favorite age? What was, you know, your favorite era, you know, what lessons you took, you know, hit me up in my DMs at AIR underscore WREN. And yeah, let's chat. And then don't forget to wish me a happy birthday on February 5th on Sunday. And until then, namaste. <laughs>